from the Finley Toyota Studio. Ah, hey. It's Cofield and Company. Hey, I'm walking here. With Steve Cofield. Hey, where's the freaking gabagoo? Uh-huh. Don't make me get the... On ESPN Las Vegas. All right, we'll get the gabagool in here uh, about an hour and a half. Willie Ramirez is here. Uh, we'll find out later what he identifies as. I will announce who I identify as. And uh, Ari will do the same as there's uh, now a lot of pressure on people, apparently. Via Adam Schefter, we'll have to figure out who I identify as. Very weird tweet yesterday about one. Mike McDaniel. All right, so busy, busy Monday. Willie is here. Ari's in the Finley Toyota Studios. Super Bowl week. We'll check in with one Adam Hill on Radio Row down in Los Angeles, and I'm going to tread very lightly. So I'm going to tread. We always put together a rundown and driving in. I'm like, okay, I got to change up the beginning of the show because I don't know what kind of mood this very moody show is in. So let's do this. It's Trending at 3, presented by Nova Home Loans. Call now at 877-700-NOVA. It's a friggin' minefield in here. All right, so Willie's here. I'm going to start out with something happy, but I have no knowledge of it. I should be mad about it, but I don't care. And it's no reflection on the person. But uh, you had sent over a message. You know, you sent over a lot of prep. Willie's good. Really good. Sending over a bunch of stories. You sent over a message earlier, and you're like, oh, we need to talk about the going away party for Kira. And I was like, okay, when is it? And then it hit me. I'm like, wait, did it happen? What's going on here? I saw you talking to the young lady. You guys were uh, kibitzing with her on, I think it was like Thursday or Wednesday last week. I don't know. Kibitz. I don't hear that often. Uh, so there was a going away party for an employer, or it's employer, employee on the uh, Lotus Sports staff. Uh, fill me in. Well, it was brought up between uh, your producer here and Kira Friday. Was, no, when was I? When, no, Thursday. When were we in here? No, because I was October last week. 7th. Yeah. Last week when I was in Time here. Time plus. And I, uh, I saw Kira across the way producing a duck. By the way, who is Kira? I'm not trying to be obnoxious here, but with COVID, Kira, where Kira, this is, so, this is so, so, I'll just explain. This is about the 17th show Cofield and Company has done since March of 2021 in the building. If that. Like, I, I think I'm actually pushing it higher. You're right. So we have employees, and they don't, they don't come and go real quick, although lately they have been. They've been finding different gigs. So I guess Kira's off to a radio on-air job in Altoona, Pennsylvania, yeah. which Ari says is right near where he grew up. Of course, when you map it, it's three hours away. He has no knowledge of his home state, Pennsylvania. It's kind of pathetic. It's also Allentown, but yes. Kira, Kira was... Oh, a, you're right. It is Allentown. So Kira, I, I Kira busted on you. I, I can't remember. Well, Altoona was the uh, the American cheese pizza. Yes. Kira you was a receptionist while we were all working Well, she from also home. does the updates, right? You'll hear the updates. But, that, but, that's her voice in the but updates. What I'm saying is, when we first started right. emerging back in here, she was still there, and, and she's she a producer as well. She's a producer yes. as well. She produces Kira, a lot of the weekend shows. Ari was teaching her how she got the job. I don't know um, how she how she kept the job after yeah. he was the instructor. Well, how she how, how she got the job in Pittsburgh? I'm saying if he, that's the test. If you can deal with me for you know, I'm not. An I don't want to go. I don't want to get in trouble with anybody. Ari is actually one of our best producers. Seriously, he's good. No, he is. He knows what he's doing technically. Right, but he's the target for three hours, so roll with me here. Love it. All right, so, so anyway. I, the missed, other... I missed it. Oh, <laughs> believe me, he's, he'll be targeted coming up. So the other day, I saw Kira across the way. I poked my head in. She was producing. She was over there with Millard, and I poked my head in. I said, oh, look who decides to show up while I went and gave a little 
some rib shots to Millard. And so we got to talking, whatever. And then she said, well, yeah, no, but I'm going to be leaving in two weeks. I said, what are you talking about? So we went back and forth. And then her and Ari were talking amongst themselves about this little get together. Oh, well, well, I'm not sure. And then, well, we're not sure yet. And this, that, that. And then, and who is going? And I don't know. And, you know, Ari's sketchy about how, who's going to be there, what kind of crowd, so on and so forth. So Kira said, I'll DM you on Instagram where we're going. I said, okay, Friday night, I will be covering Athletes Unlimited. You going out like midnight? What? No. Yeah. Does no. it go pretty late? No. Doesn't. Okay. No, Athletes Unlimited goes till about 9, 9.30, depending on if it goes over. It's pretty late. All right. So where'd you meet up? Let's cut to the chase here. It ended up being at uh, an establishment across the street from Town Square. Or, yeah, across oh, the street really? from Athletes Unlimited is. So Not a sponsor. Okay, so, sorry. So I, so I was able to go right across the street. It was very simple. Oh, nice. I was able to pop in. The games, I actually filed my last story, got done. It was 9.24. They were meeting at 9.30. All right. So, so I assume, I, I, so, I assume so, what? We're talking what? Uh, total of twenty people, all guys and Kira. Uh, no, so the way I, Lotus works? I, I walked in. They knew they the the hostess. They Freaks. said they said we don't know what you're talking about. There's there's no oh there's, no way there's no reservation. Under what on those someone's going away party. So there's no reservation. <laughs> so I'm standing in there, and you, you know you got mask on. You don't recognize anybody. And I said I think that's Kira and this guy. I think that's Jared. Hang on a second. Let let them look up, and then you lock eyes because you're going to recognize me, right? The bald head, yeah, sure, and a suit, and so. Sure enough, it was Jared and Kira. That's it. That's it. So we made our way to the bar. Ari had texted at that point and told Kira, I'm on my way. I, of course, had a Diet Coke because I'm not drinking. Uh, I bought them a drink, each a drink, Kira and Jared. And then they, they they were looking at the menu. I said, okay. I pulled out a bill. I put it down. I looked at the bartender. I said, put this toward this tab plus their food, whatever else it comes. And then oh wow, I left a little something, something. And so and, Willie, very generous. And then I bailed, and and then so I didn't even get to see Ari. But what are um, you doing at ten thirty at night on a Friday? Hanging you don't out, you, hanging out with coworkers, apparently. No, I mean before that. What were you doing before that? You don't go out. Well, first of all, were you working? Were you still posting our podcast at ten fifteen? Uh, I think it was a Saturday, so I don't know if. Uh, and we were off on Friday. Saturday. Saturday? Yeah. Yeah. It was Saturday, right? Yeah. No, uh, the the text said nine thirty to nine forty five ish. So I, being the king of being late. I know what that means, that. so I was like, "All right, so they're going to get there at like ten, so I'll get there at like quarter of." Which it did. That that, that wasn't the case. So no, I, my message, my message was told nine thirty. I got there at nine thirty because, like I said, I came over from the from the arena, and they walked in like at nine thirty three. I parked in a ten minute. By the way, at town center, I was worried. I was hmm. I was very worried. Okay, but uh, they walked in and everybody was on time. So as far as Ari knows, what this means. Um, and yeah, so that was it. You you basically paid for a good portion of the party. You didn't really. I don't see know. Anyone. I don't know. Well, I don't know what the town. No one else showed up. How many people showed up total? No, it was the three of us: Jared, uh, Kira, That's and I. Not much of a Which going away nice. party. I guess you could have informed everyone else on staff if they yeah. wanted to see. Her, did you, know, you eat? It was did a limited eat? function. No, and I. It was eaten. a limited function. Did, did they I had eat? eaten earlier? Yeah, the people that mattered, you know, were there. Oh wow. No, I'm just kidding. I, you know, she only worked here so long, and I guess uh, a few other people were invited, and you know what it is, and it's crazy. Saturday night, everybody's got stuff going on. People you know what? Kids. That's right. Because I asked her, I said, "Well, who's all coming?" She goes, "Well, the list keeps dwindling." That's sad. <laughs> That's sad that people just drink her like that. Yeah, and I believe me, I meant no harm. Like, I mean, I don't really know her. I don't. She yeah. hasn't been here that long, but she was. I thought she was really good, and she was nice, and I wish her the best of luck. So, figured I'd. Uh, it-
because I was standing partake. there looking around at this place, and I'm looking how the bar's in the center and the tables are around. It sort of reminded me of like a couple of old school joints, whatever. Um, and I told, and I looked at Jared. I said, "Hold on, you, Jared. Jared's Jared at 31." I said, "Hold on, you care?" She said, "23." I was like, "When I was your all age, there we go. You come to a place like this, and the people could still smoke cigarettes." It was, you know, a smoke-free environment. Mm-hmm. I, it, I don't know why I thought of that just sitting there. It, that maybe it was just because it felt good to breathe clean air or something. I don't I'm know. An Everybody old man. was mad. I hate everything but Matlock. What? Uh, what's Kira's Twitter? Or we can't give that out publicly. I don't know her Twitter, but I have her Insta. I, I think it's it's at Kira something Kira Radio maybe. Okay. K R I A. Maybe right it is. All or, right. Or maybe it's Kira K Radio. I. Uh, Kira, if you're listening, call in the show right now. I just unfollowed and blocked. <laughs> what? I wasn't invited to the party. He just said only for special people. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. We got we got to move on. Come on. Um, here's the deal. We got something going on with the NFL today with Kyler Murray. Wasn't the smoothest segue. Hoping that was going to be a three minute story, but uh, <laughs> Kyler Murray apparently I don't know what's going on. He's mm-hmm. unfollowed the Cardinals on all social media platforms. He's also taken every picture down of him in a Cardinals uniform. So now the next step is, where's he going? Let's put up odds on where he's going. Okay, let's let's all calm down. Let's all calm down because, as we all know, when you get mad on social media, there are some people who will just, you know, oh, I'm going to send a message by unfollowing or blocking. Kyler Murray's like whatever he is, 25 years old. These things happen with the kids. They happen with the adults. I mean – I don't know what's going on. Last six months, we got the press box. They won't use the ESPN Las Vegas account on Twitter. I, I don't know what's going on, right? I have no idea what's happening. Ari, what is happening? Have you gotten word on this? Maybe Kyler. Maybe no Ky- retweets. They won't post. I mean, this could be – it's a Kyler Murray Listen. type thing. I would, let this, I would let this settle down for like two or three days, and let's see what's going on. But already, um, you uh-huh. know how much I like the Doug Gottlieb show. I was listening to them pump their Fox bet, and they were saying they already had some odds up there. And this is really, you know, and most times they're not even booking the bet. It's just for a little publicity. But they had the Buccaneers on the list for Kyler Murray. They had going back to baseball. Remember, he was the 12th pick in the draft, however many years ago, the A's. Yeah. So what do you think? What do you think is going on here? Because this would be exciting. This would be a little different guy than Aaron Rodgers, who's old, right? (laughs) Deshaun Watson, who's under the specter of something. Uh, Russell Wilson's a little bit older. I mean, if if the league had a chance to trade for Kyler Murray, my lord, there'd be a line about uh, I don't know what twenty seven teams deep. Well, what I think maybe and, might, and maybe including the Raiders to chop you know six years off the age of the quarterback. Can you imagine if Kyler Murray is on the block? I think maybe that the Arizona Cardinals had a season ending going away party. He wasn't invited, and so he blocked them. Nova Home Loans brings you Trending at 3. It's a refi rate at Nova Home Loans. With interest rates at all-time lows, now's the time to talk to your local Nova loan officer. 877-700-NOVA. Now, back to Cofield and Company. What about Bo? He's not on that level. I, he is not a quarterback that I would... I wouldn't take him with the first pick if I had Jones I just brought in. I would not do that. I don't think Burroughs is anything special. I think he's going to maybe be the first pick. He's had a great year. I give him credit, credit, but I mean, as a prospect, two is a rare prospect. Two is the most one of the most accurate passes I've ever seen in college. Uh, he's a rare player. Yeah, the old days, 
We didn't have, uh, what's that, old exposed when we used to just save audio from people making mistakes years before. The Pope, the Pope, the only sports radio person in the history of the medium who has uh, some dork following him on Twitter and uh, pulling his old audio. So that was from 2019. Guess what? We all get stuff prior to the draft incorrect. The NFL mostly got it incorrect. Because I didn't hear lots of people freaking going crazy about trying to trade up to get Burrow. They were they were you know kicking the tires a little bit. But anyway, uh, Mike Francesa from WFAN days past saying that uh, Burrow's not the guy. Tua is. I like Tua a lot. I like Tua a whole lot actually. I, I probably agreed with him. I didn't I didn't love Burrow going into that draft. So uh, we got a lot on the Super Bowl coming up this week, uh, including we're going to be all over the place uh, for the next four shows. Uh, tomorrow, Cofield and Company is live on the concourse of the Thomas and Mac. It's military appreciation night. Air Force is in town to take on your running rebels. The cool thing, we've got all active duty military in town yeah. available for a promotion or eligible for a promotion. Uh, two free tickets to anyone active duty military and military appreciation night who wants to go to see the rebels host Air Force. It's a 7 o'clock start and... Doubling up on cool promotions, $2 beers. Brought to you by Miller Light. $2 beers. It is $2 beer night at the Thomas and Mac. 7 o'clock start. All you got to do is show up to the uh, arena, or if you want to get your tickets through UNLVTickets.com, just have some ID. If you're active duty military, you can go watch a basketball game with the running Rebels trying to get back to winning ways against Air Force. And it's just a continuation now with the Super Bowl just down the road in L.A. What a freaking week that's on the way. I thoroughly enjoyed this weekend. I was at the Pro Bowl. I went as a fan. Mm-hmm. I'll talk about that a little bit. What did you wind up covering this weekend? I was, so I did Athletes Unlimited, which is a women's professional league here for five weeks, consisting of a lot of WNBA players. Um, and then I was. You at, covered some of the Pro Bowl stuff during the week. I did cover, not the, uh, I went to one practice and I went up there. Uh, when was the game? Sunday, Saturday. I was at the ballpark. Was that cool? A lot of fans there. There was. So, which which is really, you know what? It was very. It's very like we're spoiled. We get yeah. access to the stuff. I'm telling you, for the average NFL fan to get up close and potentially personal with the NFL players, yeah, is awesome. And I will say this: um, there was one player in particular, a very big name, one of the faces of the NFL, who. Uh-oh. I thought was a clown in how he handled a media request because everybody else, in a sense, that came over, but the way that he handled it, he looked at his... Like, I I specifically asked, can I get a second? He looked at his handler, and the handler looked at me and said, he's not doing anything. I was like, you couldn't have just said that yourself? But when it came to fans, I did not see one NFL player shun a fan. They were fantastic with the fans. And it was it was tremendous. Cool. They did a little thing with a little passing drill, and Tyron Matthews, uh, Ty, uh, Honey Badger's kid, stole the show. It was I mean the crowd went ballistic. The media went ballistic. It was it was great. I saw Herbert on some video throwing uh, some passes to little kids. Yeah, and man, those kids they sucked. No hands at all. I was like, if I were Herbert, I'd be like, am I not throwing a catchable ball? Hey, what's going on? Was here? that from Saturday? I don't know when it was, but oh, because I, I was Saturday, me, here, I'll I'll explain the deal here. Okay, and this is this is a lot of the basis of. What I'm going to talk about with the Pro Bowl. Because first of all, about five years ago, I finally stopped with the Pro Bowl sucks. No one cares. Get on the ground around a Pro Bowl 
right? And also look at the television ratings. I don't care that media people who have been in the biz a year or 15 or 30 piss and moan about the Pro Bowl. I don't care because you're not the target audience. You're bitter crumbs. The target audience is the average NFL fan. And, like, I live with one. Right. The SO is a Chargers fan. She is on Chargers social media every day, 365 a year. And they were posting Chargers stuff on that social media site. And she was she's showing me all the stuff. Like, she loved it. And then we went to the game, which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. But I just, I, listen, you guys on the show can say whatever you want. But I will say again to much of the media and then the pissing and moaning fans who weren't going to go anyway, who I guess are too smart for the rest of us, you guys whining about the Pro Bowl. By the way, an event that is great for this town. Great for this town. It's getting old. All the All-Star game complaining is getting old. If it's not for you, that's fine. But it doesn't mean you're right that other people don't have a reason to be interested in it. The one thing that I will say about this is, which obviously we'll talk about in a little bit, but um, what I brought up in the press box was that to a couple of, and my colleague from the AP, the integrity behind the the agreement of two hand touch, and there was one or two tackles, but when it comes to a sports betting aspect, and there was a line and a total on that game, it shouldn't have been. Booked. And you let what's his name uh, Winfield go, and yeah. he was touched, and then you, and then he scores a touchdown. There's going to be that called, was Renfro that too. Could, that could be called Renfro. Into got Renfro, I think it was Renfro, right? Renfro got him. And then yes, he kept Renfro going, tag, and then Renfro's yes, like, all yeah, right, I guess yeah. I have to hustle here. Yes. And then then I think when – because there were a bunch of pick sixes. I think on the offensive uh, player side, they were like, well, I guess this is fun, so I'm just going to kind of let it go. So I, I agree. Booking right. the game is kind of crazy, and I tracked the total from – I think it had gone up to 63 and a half, 64 and a half mm-hmm. before the game, mm-hmm. and then I think it hit a high of 94 and a half. So it got out to a quick start because all these weird pick sixes and – Odd two-hand touch decisions, and right. then it settled down a little bit. Um, but at, I think at its peak, it was 94 and a half. So, and then the other one is if you didn't know the rule that teams can start fourth and 15 from the opposing 25 instead of you know there's no kickoffs, right? Like that was gonna that was gonna throw a you know whole wrench into the real game thing. So I understand. Like people saw it and they didn't like the two-hand touch. Willie, I'll just tell you. Outside, there was. Tons of energy walking in the oh, stadium. Yeah, no. This is like a national fan convention event. Right. Everyone wore their jerseys, right? And then you just have people around other football fans just chatting it up, bonding that way. Uh, at one point, you know, the SO, she's wearing her Charger stuff. She's a Chargers fan. And, you know, she starts talking about whatever, you know, everyone's fandom. And she's like, oh, and he's a Jets fan. I had a black sweatshirt on with nothing on it. Well, that's 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 my contribution to here. Let's do the NFL chatter. But it, I, I found it fascinating to just sit with the fans. Right. Because I don't sit in the stands a whole lot. No. And see all the jerseys and yep. hear what people were talking about. I'll get to some of that later on. Um, and then, you know, it's funny. We went out afterwards and we hit I'm trying to think of the places we hit. We hit one local joint. Right. To get some food and. And NFL discussion broke out there. And it was like, it was very elementary. It was just about, you know, whoever, best quarterbacks or something. I don't remember what the discussion was about. Then later on, we hit another place. There's a guy 
with a Chargers jersey and a hat on, and he was he was so fired up to talk NFL, and there was a breakdown. You know, Who's better, Burrow, Herbert, this guy, this guy, and I, you know, already smirking because he, you know, he, oh well, this you know, so so infantile, so stupid, right? I'm not saying you're saying that, but I think a lot of there are a lot of people out there who were because I saw another one like who would ever pay for this? You, you know what? If people are in Vegas or they're close by, and they get to see their favorite players close up and they're throwing footballs and t-shirts in the stands and they got the Jabberwockies and there was a ref who was a Jabberwocky. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of all the other things that went on during the game. There's interviews. Max Crosby was up there. Boo! Yay! You know, all that stuff. Um, Justin Herbert gets the offensive MVP. MVP. Boo! You know, and then so the rest of the night, uh, the SO and and the, uh, the other Charger fan we met up, or we saw at a place, is like, oh, look, Raiders fans. Boo! And Justin Herbert. Like, it all seems stupid, but this is the lifeblood of the NFL. Now, I think the flip side to this is, and I forget who put oh, it was Arash, our buddy Arash. Arash is like, you know, Mr. Event covering all the stuff on the West Coast. He's like, eh, they probably could have charged a little less. Yeah, he put it the, didn't he have put to be a money grab. Out there. Yeah. Um, so, and I, you know, I got to ask around about the attendance was 56,000. PSL owners of the Raiders, do they have to buy the tickets regardless of whether they're going? Because that to me made, that's the only way it was 56,000. There's probably 30,000 in there. I think that's the way because I think that's the way it must work. Yeah, no. There, I mean, there were, I would think that you there still have fifty-six thousand tickets proper bought with twenty-six thousand no-shows. People must have owned those tickets, right? I think. Yeah. So I, that, I, that's my quick spiel. I have more stuff later on. Now you sent over multiple messages today. You're like terrible, awful. Can you kind of see it from from a media from, standpoint? From, 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 from my the standpoint, standpoint the, I'm Joe fan, the know, average fan. From a fan, do you understand what I'm seeing, Willie? <laughs> from a fan what I'm standpoint, doing? yeah. It makes 100% sense. They had a fantastic time. They had a great time. They, 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 they loved it. They saw all the superstars. I had people on. Matter of fact, there was someone on Facebook that said she, she put a post up from a friend from back in the day. She said, hey, I'm an NFL fan. Is there any other NFL fan that would like to go to the Pro Bowl? So I, I, my comment on her post was my Pro Bowl week prep pass, the one that t- got you into the ballpark. She said, oh, my God, you're so lucky, da-da-da, you get to go to this, how much fun, but I said, it's not going to be fun. I'm going to sit in the press box, there's no cheering, I can't watch as a fan, I'm just going to sit there and watch these guys and try to figure out what, what I might write about, what not. I, I don't go there, it, it's, it's work, it's still work, you know what I mean? And trying to listen to a Zoom, they weren't going to have media availabilities, and then I think, I, I could be wrong, but I think Will... Because since the Raiders were the host team, Will Kiss, the communications director for the Raiders, I think he said, hey, we need to have some people, you know. So they made the MVPs available and a couple of other people as, as well from the NFC. But from a media standpoint, I'm sitting up there looking at them going, okay, this is kind of ridiculous. What, 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 how do you cover that? What do you write? So I agree with you if from a fan standpoint that, hey, they're having a great time. They're they're la- living it up, but there's got to be better structure to how the game is played. Perhaps, maybe make it. Why not make it a flag football game if that's the case? If you're not, if you're going to avoid injury, you know, I saw a great post from a, a former guest that we had on. You remember we had DJ Campbell, local kid. Um, he came out from, from Cheyenne. He came on a couple of months ago, talked football, played with the Panthers, the Dolphins. Anyway, he had a post. He had found a video, and it said that this was just 15 years ago, and it was two videos, one, and then it finishes, and then the second one goes from 15 years ago. So yesterday he showed the two-hand touch, kind of coincidental that the, the video I think he showed was of Alvin Kamara, but the second one 
was of Sean Taylor lighting someone up. I'm talking wham. And it was and he was like, "Can we get this back?" Okay, so if you want to avoid injury and I get it for the health and the safety of the players, then have some structure cuz the two-hand touch just didn't wasn't working. So from a media standpoint, it's like this is silly. This is a joke. Let's Adopt flag football rules. Or do the seven-on-seven tournaments where they have the little seat and you pull it back. When you pull the, you pull the football off the seat and it, the timer goes and you, and you throw it, you know, they do that anyway. Why not? Have some structure to the game. Finley Toyota. They'll do anything to sell you a car. No Toyota problem is too tough, too large, or too small. Keep your Toyota running like a Toyota. League for two. Brady. Well, he's done amazing things, and he's got those seven rings. He's a winner. Still looks good in football pants, and he's mostly eating plants when he has dinner. He's a Brady. Yeah, we didn't do much for Tom Brady last week, so uh, Ari did a mashup there of the most classic Brady parody song, Lady. We're not going to get into a debate about whose version is more famous, Lionel Richie or Kenny Rogers. Um, but that's a classic Brady tribute parody song. And then the second voice was actually Kevin Bacon. Right. Well, and Tom you, Jones there. And, and, and Tom Jones. And do you know what song that was? Yeah, she's a lady. And do you know who wrote that for him? Uh, Lionel Richie. Frank Sinatra. I'm leaving. Burt Bacharach. I'm out. I'm, by your reaction, I'm guessing Uncle Paul Anka. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that. One of his one of his one of his more popular ones that he Did wrote he sing for somebody. It? Oh yeah. Yeah. And any any jokes about Tom Jones when he does it on stage, still does it when he breaks it out and the the the, the, the band goes and the drummer and he starts rocking his hips. He goes, yeah. Tom Jones does it. He goes, If I tried to do it like Tom Jones does it, I break my back. So anyway, move on. Some Brady songs. Sweet. Good job. I like the bacon one. Yeah, he's uh, I didn't I know he's had his uh, band forever. I'd never heard him sing. He's a pretty decent voice. Yeah, he's footloose. Oh boy. We really <laughs> went there. Okay, so we got some breaking news around the National Football League. Uh, one, boy, the Texans are weird, aren't they? They hired Lovey Smith, who was on the staff, but why did it take like a month to hire him? And like out of nowhere, I guess there had been discussions earlier. They just didn't publicize it, but Josh McCown appeared to be the guy with zero coaching experience, and Brian Flores, you would think, would be a shoe in an actual winning coach of late. From the Patriots organization, he excuse me, he doesn't get it, and now Lovey Smith gets it. And the Saints, instead of going young, OC, hell of a field, right? Byron Leftwich, Eric Bieniemy. Well, all the jobs are closed because the Saints went defense with Dennis Allen. So the last two hires are defense. Yep. The Bears went defense. I think of the nine, six were offensive guys. If you missed it yesterday and this morning, Mike McDaniel. It's going to be a lot of trouble on that one. 
McDaniel's McDaniel. Uh, Mike McDaniel got the job in Miami, so if you're keeping score, people are prone to do this. Yep. I think it was a total of two black coaches out of nine. Who of the coaches that did not get hired that got interviews are you shocked most by? I'm not shocked by anything. So I don't even I I I'm made surprised. a bet I made a bet. Mm. People are gonna they're gonna revise history now because Flores filed suit. But if you remember the day, the day that Brian Flores was fired and people are like, oh my God, why did the Dolphins do this? So stupid. That day, people are like, well, here's the jobs he's going to get. And I'm like, he will not get a job. I didn't have any insight on a lawsuit coming, but I just know the history of the NFL that some somehow, some way, Brian Flores, and he obviously complicated things with the lawsuit. But I'm not shocked by anything. I'm, I'm not shocked that Eric Bieniemy barely got a sniff. I think he got two total interviews running the best offense of the last five years, so he'll go back, unless he looks elsewhere, he'll go back to being an OC with the Chiefs. I'm not shocked now that Flores, coming off 19 and 14 with the Dolphins, didn't get hired. I'm not shocked that Byron Leftwich, after a season where Brady threw 800 touchdowns and threw for 53,000 yards, he threw for what, 5,300 and like 44 touchdowns? He didn't get hired. Jim Caldwell didn't get hired. I'm no longer shocked at BNME just because. How many years has it been now that his name comes up every offseason immediately? Mm-hmm. Or, at the, or yeah. at the first firing in week 12, 13, 14, 15, whatever. Right. So, it's for me... It's just, it's it's just got, what, it's just I, what I, happens I, it, around it, the NFL. The hot offensive coordinator or two, they get a job. Well, I'm going to say this with delicacy, so don't let's not take this out of context. I don't think this has to do... I, I do believe that there's a systemic problem. But with Eric Bieniemy specifically... I don't believe it has anything to do with race. I think it's the person. There's got to be something with that that the inner workings of the upper brass all around the league. Of why doesn't this? Guy, I mean, it's he's, pretty simple. He's, he's got he's got a couple of incidents uh, in college and early in his coaching career, and they're holding that, it that, against that, him still that he's saddled with, and he's not a good interview. And you can see, you know, who else isn't a good interview. This is not a shot at the guy, but this is kind of hardcore stuff. But Justin Hudson, it took him forever. He was at UNLV as an assistant, two different stints with San Diego State, was up for the freaking Fullerton job and couldn't get that one. And he finally got the job at Fresno, and Fresno is a pretty good program. He's made them into a winner. He's just not great in the interviews, you know? And and that's right now what's being – but but I got to tell you, there's – I don't know. I, I've seen some other guys who don't look like they can put three words together or get jobs. Um, so I don't know what kind of great interview they were, but – there you well, go. All, like the, all the jobs are closed, and then the weird ones are Lovey out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And good for him. He gets a third chance. I like Lovey. But Lovey like out of nowhere. Hire. I don't think it's a terrible hire. I, I I worry for him. I hope he got a – I hope his agent got one of these crazy buyouts on the back end so he can get the uh, McNair's – you know, that kid's money. If he gets blown out like Cully in a year, I'd like to see someone put odds on that one. Is he a one and done? <laughs> right? It's, it's, the Texans thing is – it's weird, man. Let's get to Dave Koken. We'll uh, recap what happened over the weekend from a betting standpoint. We'll start looking ahead to the Super Bowl and also get his take on the latest. Damn you, Vegas players cannot control themselves here. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. He 
gives no Fs, and that's why you love him. It's Dave Koken on Cofield and Company. Hey, well, I'm a- right, rolling on here, Monday, Cofield and Company. Always talk to the guy who gives no Fs. Dave Koken, DC and the Sunshine Man, longtime radio host here at ESPN Las Vegas. Dave, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing just fine. Uh, looking forward to uh, full-fledged action, NHL coming back after the All-Star break, and uh, and obviously a pretty big football game coming up. Yeah, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. So, first of all, um, I got to ask you, I mean, I know the answer, but uh, your thoughts on the Pro Bowl on a couple of fronts. First of all, Social media exploding with the pissing and moaning about the game. I don't know what people expected. Um, it it kind of cracks me up. That what, Are you actually expecting a, a real football game? Because you're, you've basically never had one, and you're not going to get one. It's just uh, yeah, it's, it's too in touch. You know, the funny thing is, if you were watching the game early on, it was one of the easiest bets ever. Um, before they started moving the number, you needed to bet the over. Of course, then it slowed down, so then you could get a decent number on a middle. But by the rules, it was certainly not going under, you know, whatever it was, 62.5 to 64.5. Yeah, I would anticipate that they'll just start it in the 70s next year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they can't, they can't risk it. Well, here's the thing. Should it be booked at all? It's a good question because it really is. It's not even an exhibition game. Um, I don't think I'd want to book it. I mean, if I was still on that side of the counter, I'd be like, you know what? Go bet it someplace else. Well, and here's the biggest problem. The fact that they have rules and they weren't really applying them. If it's two-hand touch and a guy gets touched, but then, you know, it looks like it's going to be an exciting play and the refs are like, okay, we'll just stand back here. I mean, if the NFL is all about gambling now and the integrity you got to at least use the dopey rules you have because there were a couple of pick sixes where guys were touching. They're like, no, this is going to be a cool play, so we're just going to swallow the whistle. Yeah, uh, it, it was uh, reminiscent of almost to the extent of the event yep. on Saturday, the breakaway, the NHL breakaway challenge. Please don't ever do that again. Uh, clearly the result was predetermined, and I, I think there was betting on it. Oh, boy. I, I can't swear to that because I never checked, but I was told – that at least, maybe not locally, but in uh, some faraway places, there was betting on, on these options. And the result clearly was predetermined. Yeah. Stop doing that. I Just stop doing that stuff. Well, you know, there was a case uh, probably three years ago now, two years ago now, in the home run derby where there was supposed to be kind of a pace to the home run derby. And Bryce and his dad, who was throwing the pitches, were going like 1,000 miles an hour, which was actually illegal, and he, won- he wound up winning. And, you know, we brought, it, like, we brought it up on this show, and people were like, oh, relax. Like, no, it's not relax. People have money on it. If you're going to book events, you got to follow the freaking rules. Although, you know, that's, that's one where, you know, it's like on the book side, yeah. uh, do your diligence or do your due diligence before you put something up. Um, Otherwise, you don't run the risk of getting burned if somebody's got information. Yeah, I would say the flip side of it for the books, too, is, uh, you know what, if we give them a little taste of winning with something stupid like this with low limits, we're going to get it back anyway. That's true as well. Yeah, put a $100 limit on it and go ahead and have some fun. But the NHL NHL thing was, I mean, he didn't even score the goal. (laughs) (laughs) He missed the net and he won the contest. I mean, that's, that's stupid. Dave Koken with us. Dave, do you like Super Bowl week? 
Um, it really doesn't matter to me now that I'm not involved in doing daily radio. It was a pain in the ass when I was doing daily radio. Uh, but now it's, uh, okay, I'll just wait around all week and they can play the game on Sunday and I'll either watch it here or go someplace uh, with some friends and watch it there. Uh, you know, to me, it's just another game. And it kind of always has been, which is why it was more of a pain than anything else when I was still doing radio because we had to devote every day to the Super Bowl, and I really didn't want to. Dave Koken, wagertalk.com. So you have all these voices on Wager Talk, so you can collaborate with people there. I know you collaborate with people elsewhere. Uh, We've asked you repeatedly about props. This week, if someone comes to you, makes a good case, or you're in a discussion, makes a good case about props, will you bite or you just pretty much stay away? No, I just, my, I mean, my philosophy is I, I play my own stuff and that's it. Um, I am an absolute cooler when I play anybody else's stuff. It's like, oh, that sounds good. I think I'll take it. It's a loss. Um, so I, I've learned over the years, even if I like somebody else's opinion, it's just, nah, I won't jinx them. I'll just bypass it. So unless it's really good information as opposed to opinion, um, I have no interest in it. I'm, I'm not, I don't st- spend equal time on props, so I just don't bother with them. So I want a hockey philosophy take, but I'm going to set it up by bringing up college basketball real quick, right? So in the Mountain West Conference, which I also want to hit with you as well, in the Mountain West Conference, they had all these cancellations, so now they're yeah. having to stuff games into a certain period. So, example, uh, UNLV had to play six games in 13 days. The last game of the six was San Diego State, and they completely fell apart uh, about 10 minutes in, they were just gassed. They were gassed, yep. and then in the second half, they got boat race. They lost 80-55. to 55. Uh, f- By the way, funny enough, Brian Dutcher bitched and moaned so much that they're actually not going to play a rescheduled game because his take is, well, we can't play that many games in that short a time period because we're not going to be ready for tournament season. Like, well, how is that fair? Well, he's looking out for himself. I know he is. Dismissing everything else. Yeah, I know he is. I know he is. All right, so VGK is going to have a real busy schedule. Other teams are going to have a lot of rescheduled games. You, you got to handicap fatigue, right, into oh, yeah. a crowded schedule? Yeah, it, it definitely has to have an impact. Um, in the NHL, they can get around a little easier because they've got two goaltenders, obviously. and You know, you can do the taxi squad thing and sit somebody one game. So uh, I, I think in, in their pros, so they can handle it better. At the college level, it's, it's going to be rough on some of these teams. No doubt. Uh, Mount West Conference, the tournament. Wow. How nuts. I think you get seven teams that can win. Uh, six because they're where they are in the standings. And I'll throw UNLV in the mix because they are improving. Uh, forget the results of the last game. They were missing a guy and they, they just were gassed. Right. And they're going to be at home. Uh, how much of a home court advantage it is, well, negligible maybe, but or maybe worth the point or two. But I think UNLV, I don't think they can run the table, but I wouldn't be surprised if they knock somebody off in that tournament and spoil their at-large possibilities uh, in the process. It, it looks like a, I mean, the conference is really good this year. Not saying it's a top five league or anything like that, but it's extremely competitive yeah. among the first first six teams, and UNLV on certain nights makes it seven. I'm also confident that Kevin Kruger, through some ups and downs, will be able to hold them together, and if they get healthy, then they can do some damage. I think talent-wise, I would throw in Reno as the eighth team, but I got to tell you, I'm not sure that Alford can hold them together. I'm going to look good on this prediction. Um, I, I think maybe you were one of the ones that disagreed with me. I'm not, I, don't, I don't recall for sure, but I did not like the Alford hire. I don't think he's a particularly good coach. And 
Eric Musselman is now a distant memory at, uh, at Reno. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no one's going to the games now. I mean, I think they'll show up for the UNLV Reno game on the 22nd. The students will, but no one goes to the games. You know, and I will admit, I don't know what the discussion was about exactly, but I I thought, and I still think Alford's a good hire. Uh, this year's going south quickly. And then again, my worry is that when times get tough, he's he's a lunatic and he can lose guys. So, hey, to this point, you're mostly right. And here's the thing. It's a 10-year contract. So that's, yep. the, that's the biggest factor. Yeah, and Reno's... Well, I don't know what their pay scale was is in basketball. We know what it was in football. Uh, so uh, who knows what's going to happen there? I, I don't think they're, they're apt to do any buyouts. Last couple things, Dave. Uh, I saw you tweet that the real sign of getting old is the decision to uh, put the garbage out on certain nights or not. Well, no. Uh, it was, uh, I, I had to take out the trash last night. It wasn't yeah. a choice. It's like, okay, this stuff has to go out. And... I, I don't think I've ever done this before. I actually checked the temperature first to see whether I needed to put on a jacket before going outside. Uh, I never did that when I was younger. It's just a T-shirt and shorts. Okay, big. what's the big deal? Right. It could be 30 degrees and I'd do it. And now it's in the mid-50s and I put on a jacket, so I'm getting old. Dave, we appreciate it. Go to wagertalk.com, wagertalk.com. Um, do you have uh, – well, I know last week you were saying you were kind of holding back. Do you have a side for the Super Bowl? Yeah, I'm going to make a – Small. I don't think it's going to be a big play, but a small play in the Bengals, uh, plus the points. I, I think four and a half actually might matter in this game. It really looks like a close game. You don't think there's any way it gets to five, five and a half by the end of the week? No, no. I think I think That's it done. goes down. I think it will go down to four, if anything. All right, Dave. We appreciate it. Thanks. Okay. Wagertalk.com. There he is, Dave. Wagertalk.com. Wagertalk.com. Uh, Dave Koken with us. I saw an interesting number going back. By the way, if people haven't heard. Um, the final jobs are closed. Jobs accepted in the NFL. The Saints are going with former Raiders coach Dennis Allen, defensive guy. Lovey Smith emerges from nowhere, but he was with the organization, so it's not really nowhere. Lovey Smith gets the job with the Houston Texans. Hidden gem. So Brian Flores now will be out of the NFL as a head coach, at least for this year. Did you see the numbers? On Matt LaFleur and Brian Flores, both hired in 2019, ATS. Matt LaFleur, 36 and 25 ATS. Brian Flores, because so many people were assuming the Dolphins were going to suck. They were tanking. Actually finished 35, 20, and 1 ATS. How amazing is that? All right, football frenzy's coming up. We're going to get back into uh, some of the diversity hiring issues around the National Football League, and Willie had some great conversations with one Darius Leonard and also a uh, Patriot on what's going on around the National Football League.